Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in for episode 13 with Melena Kelson, who is the founder of The Lash Wrap. Melena invented The Lash Wrap so that she could lash from the back of her hand quicker and more comfortably, and it is now sold to lash artists worldwide. Melena is here today to share her story with us, and we even have a discount code so that you can try The Lash Wrap yourself. So keep listening till the end and you will get that discount code. I hope that you guys enjoy this episode and let's just jump right into it. Here is Melena. Okay, Melena, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, um, I'm excited uh, to finally have you on. I feel like we've been talking about it. Yeah. So let's just get right into, I guess your start in the industry um, because you were a lash artist um, and that's what gave you the inspiration behind the lash wrap, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what year was this whenever you first started lashing? So right before I started lashing, I worked in a tanning salon. I was the general manager for about 10 tanning salons where I live in Idaho. And one of my coworkers, she had heard about lashing and she thought, you know, I'm going to quit this job and I'm going to learn lashes. Now my first introduction and I thought that looks really, really awesome. And so that was in 2008 and, mm-hmm. and I just kind of put it off and didn't really think about it. I had my daughter in 2009 and then in 2012 was when I was getting more serious about it. It was becoming more, more and more popular and thought this is probably something that I should look into because I think that I would be good. I just felt like I had a a natural ability to do something like that with my hands. And so I started lashing in 2013. Okay. And then um, were you working just solo or? Yeah, I I quit my my job. I had my daughter. So I was just a stay-at-home mom. That's something I always wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. uh, when the opportunity came up for training, it was a one-on-one. And I just thought originally that I would lash and practice while my kids were sleeping. So I had another kid by the time 2013 rolled around. And so I just figured that I would lash while I was at home, like, you know, at eight o'clock at night and just kind of learn along the way. And that's really how I got started. And it turned into something much than that, which has been really exciting. Yeah, um, I think I met you a couple of years ago um, at the IBS show. Um, yeah. I think it was Lash Affairs, like, party, um, like, after party. Yeah, it was so fun. And, yeah, you shared with me, though, um, like, your story about, like, what made you think of the entire Lash Wrap idea. So mm-hmm. walk me through that for the listeners. So the Lash Wrap came about because during my trainings, I – will learn with the palette right next to me and just felt like that there would be a faster way not having to reach down to my lash and bring it to the eye over and over. So mm-hmm. uh, I put the, I just had this idea that there had to be a way to attach lashes to the back of your hand. So I lashed for about five months with the palette and then my back really started bothering me, bending over and leaning to one side over and over. So that's when I got serious about deciding but there had to be a better way to make it faster and easier on me. So I just started researching gloves, anything that I could do to put the lashes in the back of my hand. And I actually cut off my, I had a motorcycle at the time and cut off the fingers of my leather motorcycle glove and put Velcro on it and then attached 
the original palette was a palette that I got at Home Depot, one of those heavy, like, small tiles. So mm-hmm. I packed it and started using it, and the leather gloves did not work because it was so hot and just really uncomfortable. But I did love where I was able to place the angle of the tile just right next to my thumb, so I didn't even have to pick up my hand to grab the lash. So um, husband makes orthodontic retainers with acrylics. So he actually made me an acrylic tile that was much lighter. And then I found a wrap. That's the one that I have now. That's all Velcro. And I realized, wow, we can really customize this for, for a lash artist. And that's kind of how it was born. What year was this? Like, was this still 2013? Yes, this is 2013 and coming closer to 2014. Okay. And then, so you went through the whole like patent process and all of that too? Yeah. And that was, has been a much bigger struggle um, than I ever realized would be, but mm-hmm. I've been worth it. So it was definitely, it's definitely expensive and it takes a really long time and it, usually it's difficult for it to work out in your favor. So it's, it's been a long process for us, but um, we're coming close to seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. We have just a couple of months, I think, before we will have the patent for the lash wrap. What do you think has been um, the biggest like struggle whenever you were first introducing the lash wrap into the industry? You know, along the way, there has, there were so many people that came into my life at the perfect time, like a perfect web designer and someone who could help me with shipping. And I felt really um, directed, which I was super grateful for. I didn't have a whole lot of struggles in the beginning, but then as time went on, we started getting more struggles with our manufacturer and they weren't really delivering the products that they had been delivering to us prior. So I had to kind of start fresh and find a new manufacturer and that took lots of time. All the meanwhile, we're still trying to run a business. So that was a little stressful and and difficult, but nothing we couldn't just keep getting through. And, and now we're through and we have a great manufacturer, much better than our previous one. And, and so it's just a, a, along the way, you learn all these lessons and yeah, that's been our biggest struggle. Yeah. Um, are you still lashing currently or is um, the lash wrap taking up most of your time? It does take up time, uh, but I do lash part-time. Yep. So I still take clients because I still love trying new products, trying out new things. Yeah. I don't think there's any way I could ever stop lashing. I love it so much. Do you still work from home? Yeah, I work from home and it's wonderful because I have three kids now. And so I, I work while they're gone <laughs> or sleep. Wow. Do you feel like you're ever going to like expand um, that side of everything or do you kind of just want to keep it how it is right now? Like once the kids get older? We are um, absolutely going to expand Lash Wrap into some really exciting things. So that will probably take up more of my time. And I'm sure I'll continue to lash because I love it so much. I really just, it's, I just can't imagine not doing it. Um, there's so many reasons why I love it. And so, yeah, we just try to fit it all in. 
What would you say to someone who currently works like on a pallet and is kind of just like stuck in their ways um, to get them to try the lash wrap? To try the lash wrap? Um, mm-hmm. I would say that for me, using the lash wrap has been made an incredible difference in my posture, in my back. It absolutely helped me continue lashing when I thought that I had to stop because of it, because of the pain in my back. Um, It was immediately a faster tool. So I reduced my appointment time by a half an hour when I first started lashing, which is a lot because we all know it takes like three to four hours when you first Mm -hmm. start to do a full set. So it was cutting down my my appointment time, um, helping my back, and allowing me to just get through those appointments as fast as possible. So the second benefit of the Lash Shop is you're able to customize it. So the palettes, you can customize by client, you can customize by curl. Really, you can do whatever you want so that when you're ready to lash, you just swap on the right palette and you're good to go. Because if you lash on the back of your hand, it takes time to keep the, all the stuff that you have on the back of your hand, all the lashes off. Like one of my clients come, maybe comes in and says, last minute, oh, I want to try decurl today, or I want to try um, 0.07 volume lashes instead of classic. So I can just switch it out, and I'm ready to go. I love that there's customizability with the lash wrap as well. Yeah. Um, so whenever you're doing volume, um, do you, since it is on your hand, um, can you still isolate? I know you were saying since the position of the tile, um, you don't have to move your hand, but so would you isolate first, make the fan and then go straight to the isolated lash or would you make the fan go isolate, grab the fan and then go? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I isolate because my my palm really rests on their foreheads, so I isolate, grab my fan from my palette, and then stick it on. So I don't actually, yeah, I don't pick up my hand off at all. Okay. Um, and then you have different color wraps, right? hmm Which colors do you have? We have black, pink, and blue. So I remember, I think the pink one at first, wasn't it like limited edition or it was special or something? And so now you have it permanently? We will have it permanently. Still kind of just limited edition. So when those run out, we won't make them again. Ah, okay. So what product lines do you enjoy working with the most? I have a couple that I really like. The first is I cannot live without Lash Affairs tweezers their main squeeze tweezers Mm -hmm. are my favorite and I also really like their straight tweezers for isolation because they are just so low tension my wrists and hands don't get sore when I use those tweezers so I love those and then I swear by the Grand Rapid glue from EBL it's the most consistent glue I've ever used okay um what about lashes I also really like EBL's lashes. Uh, I haven't tried a whole lot, so I probably can't say it. You know, I just really like them, so I can keep using them. (laughs) Yeah. So when you were first starting out lashing, did you have any mentors? I would say my one-on-one training was really awesome because I could go back to that 
trainer and ask questions as long as I needed. And I was really appreciative of that. Who was it? Uh, just a local girl in town, in, in my town. And she's just really great. She's gone on to do microblading and things like that now. Um, but I feel like being involved in the industry in the last three years and seeing some of these companies, it's been super inspiring to see the industry move forward and see these companies continue to just educate and do all the things that they can to move, move the lash industry forward in a good way. So that's been really inspiring just for me personally and for the lash wraps as well. Nice. Um, do you feel like there was any specific advice that you got whenever you were learning classic that just kind of made everything click for you? Not any specific advice, but I will tell you an experience that I had that I'm super grateful for now. So when I mm-hmm. first started lashing, I was looking for someone to, to trade with so I could get my lashes done. and I didn't know at the time that I needed to be careful with who I chose to be my lash artist. So I had someone that I just friend of a friend type thing. She did lashes and I thought, okay, yeah, sure. Come to mine. So I had her do my lashes and it was kind of a disaster. She got one eye really well. And then the other eye, the harder eye was really struggling and it, she wasn't able to isolate super well. So I was feeling itchy and really wanting to get my lashes off immediately. I just did not love them. Mm-hmm. And it took about six months of rehab. So I found a really great lash artist to help fix the issues. And ever since that time, I was just like, I am never, ever, ever going to do that for any of my clients. And anyone that I teach, I will make sure that they are super good at isolating. <laughs> because I just felt like yes. I did not want that problem for anyone else. Because it is not fun. So definitely that was a really great learning experience for me to really feel that personally and to know that that would be never Mm -hmm. anything I would ever do with a lash artist myself and to be able to teach that to others. Yes, exactly. Like I, my follicles are so sensitive that if I have one sticky or even a grown out lash, I will feel exactly which follicle that is. And so some clients are like that and sometimes they don't know even what it is and they'll be picking at their lashes and breaking them off potentially. Um, So yeah, isolation is the number one thing I feel like for especially new artists. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I say the second is keeping the lashes straight. So that is just such a a huge difference in pictures and in how your sets look is whether or not you keep that lash straight. So that, that would be the advice I would recommend to new lash artists. Absolutely. To isolate and keep your lashes straight as much as possible. What about when you were learning volume? What, um, because volume is just a completely different world. What uh, what advice or what experiences helped you, I guess, have a better understanding of volume? Well, I'll be honest. When I was uh, went to my certification for volume, I took a lash wrap and I was like, I really hope this is going to work <laughs> because I, at the time, was selling a lash wrap, but I'd only been doing classic lashes. And so I thought, okay, this is either going to make it or break it. Um, so I took my lash wrap and everyone else in the training used the palette and I used the lash wrap and I will, there, there's such a huge learning curve with learning volume. So I thought, Oh my gosh, what if this is going to work? And, um, now I'm so glad that I learned with the lash wrap because it is hard to change habits. Uh, I totally mm-hmm. understand that that is super tricky, but, 
Um, after learning and getting over that learning curve of volume and using lash wrap, um, I don't have to pick up my extensions off of the strip, lay them back down, and then sand them out. I can sand them out directly off of the strip, which saves time, and just pick them up right away. And I think that the angle of the lash wrap and the angle of my hand plays a big role into being able to do that and still sand them out and make them look really, you know, look good. Yeah, yeah. What do you prefer? Do you prefer doing classic or do you prefer volume? I prefer volume. I think it's so pretty and I love being able to customize so many different eye looks with volume lashes. You can't do that with classic. Yeah. One question that I have for the lash wrap is, so whenever you're working on clients, how do you make sure that it's sanitary, that I guess from one client to the next, that it's not transferring anything over? Yeah. Well, I know that the laws in California are very strict with wearing anything on your hand. So if you live in California, you can just wear a glove on your hand that holds the lash wrap, um, that should work. And I like to use alcohol in a little spray bottle and I spray my tiles before I start lashing or after, depending on how much time I have in between. So I spray my tiles with my extension with alcohol to keep them sanitary. And then I have little cases that you can put your palette in and close it up so it stays sanitary that way as well. Perfect. Do you have a favorite memory from your lash career so far? Okay, so this is from the lash shop, and it's probably only a favorite memory now, but it definitely wasn't at the time. But I think it's uh, really pivotal in my my experience, so I'm excited to share it. So in 2015, I think it was, we went to the IBS Chicago, and it was basically the first launch of the Lash Wrap. We started selling a few weeks before we went to Chicago on our website. And at the time, it was a scary thing because the Lash Wrap is, it was an idea that came out of my head and I decided to start selling it and was really testing the market for the first year to see if this was something we wanted to move forward and patent. And so... I decided, okay, we're going to go to Chicago. We're going to get in front of people and we'll see what their reactions are and see if it's a product that people like. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of a scary thing when it's so personal because I loved it so much. I wanted everyone else to love it too. So when we're in Chicago, we're setting up our booth. It was the first day and people were starting to come in and I was kind of like panicking. Like, oh my gosh, what if everyone sees my lash wrap? And it's like, this is so silly and blah, blah, blah. So... I started panicking and I stuck my head under the table with our lash wrap display and I just had to take like 30 seconds and just like, just breathe, just breathe. And it was kind of like a little pep talk, like, okay, here we go. Like, you just have to put your game face on. This is super scary, like super outside of any comfort zone I ever thought that I could ever cross and just get out there and do it. So I just gave myself this little pep talk, like hiding under the tablecloth and then jumped out and was like, okay, let's do this. So that was a really pivotal moment for me, just feeling like, yes, okay, look how far it's come. And look what I've been able to do so far. And no matter what happens, it's okay because, you know, I've grown as a person and I've learned so many things 
So for me, that was really pivotal. And anytime I feel scared or I feel like, oh my goodness, this is really outside of my comfort zone, just take some breaths and you just do it. You just get out there and do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's um, actually really good advice for those that, I guess, let fear or anxiety, like keep them from doing things that they really should do. You know, for example, I have anxiety whenever I feel like I'm about to get judged for something. And so similar to how you're just like, you know what, you're going to do this, so you better get it together. Um, That's what I have to do for myself, because otherwise I probably would just not not go through with whatever with whatever it is that I'm struggling with. But yeah, that's cute. And if we don't go through with it, we can't. We can't bless others, you know. We can't do those things mm-hmm. that are going to help others. And I think, I think that's a really important thing to remember as well. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a favorite failure? Something that worked out in the end, but that at the time seemed like it was a failure. I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier with my manufacturing company and just starting this business. I am. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I really didn't have a lot of business experience, didn't know how to make a website, didn't know what it meant to even start a business. So I would say there were so many little failures all along the way. And what made it successful is that I just keep going. So I I think it's kind of cliche, but really any failure, if you can learn from it, isn't a failure. And it just is the most important part is just to have grit and just to keep going, take one step Mm -hmm. in front of the next and just keep doing whatever you can at that moment. Yeah. Do you feel like right now, like the Lash app is kind of at a place where you're just seeing like a consistent growth or do you have, um, you know, peaks and valleys still? Definitely have peaks and valleys. uh, And as any business owner would say, you have all these big ideas and nobody cares much about your business than you, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so that was kind of a big realization. Like, okay, this is going to take a lot of effort and a lot of work. Um, and it'll be so worthwhile uh, because I believe in my product. And it's definitely one of those things where you just have to keep working and keep going. and and eventually it'll get there. That's like right before, right when you feel like you want to quit or right when you feel like, oh, this didn't work out how I thought. Usually that's when you have your biggest breaks and your biggest successes are just right around the corner. And I know I feel that for sure, personally, with the last strap and all the things I've learned along the way has just opened up so many new, new exciting things that weren't even part of the plan three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um so are you teaching currently? Am I teaching? Or? No, I just take one-on-one on a very, very limited basis. So no, I'm, I'm not okay. teaching. I, I don't really have a huge passion for it. I, I have a passion for lots of other things. Um, I love doing lashes myself, but I, I just don't love teaching. <laughs> not my thing, I guess. Yeah, that yeah, that's it's not for everyone, but it's. I mean, I, I think it's better to recognize that versus not loving it and doing it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So 
I love to ask each person that's on the show if they want to speak on a controversial topic in the industry. Do you have one? Yeah, I actually have have two. We could maybe touch on really fast. The first yeah. one is I've seen a lot of Instagram posts on no talking during your appointment. So whether mm-hmm. or not you let your clients talk or not talk is something that I wanted to touch on because for me as a lash artist and just personally, I gain so much, so many great insights from my clients. I love talking mm-hmm. to them. I understand that it maybe takes me an extra 15 minutes per appointment time sometimes with those real talkers because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, if you just stop talking, then it would be so much easier to lash you. But I I really take personally the relationship that I have with my clients and I love getting to know them and getting to talk to them and really taking ownership over the idea that when they come to see me, they feel important and they feel loved and they feel like they want to come back for their every two week, like calming counseling, you know, just this time you have yeah. that's special and And some of the relationships I've created with my clients, being able to talk to them over the last five years have been just so important to me and I hope as important to them. So for me, I love being able to chat with my clients during their appointment. Um, And I think it outweighs not talking to them. So um, I think why those people were posting about that was because I think they would put like graphic. I, if you're talking about the same one, I'm thinking um, they would put like a picture of someone with like a scratched sclera or, you know, oh, yeah. basically mm-hmm. the irritation from the iPad or, or whatever. So how do you prevent that for those people that feel like they can't have their clients talking how, how do you prevent that from happening uh, I really like some iPads gel iPads that I get on Amazon and so I use the iPad and then I use the soft 3m blue sensitive tape on top of that to keep it set in place and if there are clients that really like to open their eyes when they talk because that can cause burning from the fumes I will sometimes put a coin on their eyelid to just create some weight on their eyelid to help them remember to not blink so much. And I make sure the coins yeah. are clean <laughs> and sanitized. Yeah. But that's, I've done that a few times and that seemed to help. But for the most part, um, if I have a client that I just know can't keep their eyes closed or struggles with, with that a little bit, then, then maybe I'll say, hey, let's listen to a book together. And I have a book on Audible that just me and that client listen to. So it's actually really fun because I look forward to them coming and they look forward to coming so that we can both listen to the book together um, as they're there. That's, That's cool. One of my favorite I like that idea. Things. Yeah. I feel like they feel really important when that, when, when I do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a little special touch. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what we do over at our salon, we will, so we don't place the pads with, them looking all the way back. Um, yeah, that's a good that's, tip too. Yeah, like we either with your eyes closed or just looking neutral, like straight, straight at up. the ceiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that will, I think, prevent the pad like going into the eye once the eyes are closed. And then once um, once they close their eyes, we actually adjust all four corners of the iPad. Yeah. And if we got every single hair under the iPad, we still adjust it so that that skin can be completely relaxed. And we almost never have a problem with right. um, with clients talking um, because of the way that we place iPads. And then we also, so we drop adhesive, you know, every like seven to 10 minutes, um, a new dot of adhesive. And every time we do that, we actually check for bottom stickies. And we're also checking our iPad placement essentially every 10 minutes. So even if it was like adjusted, like, or had moved up a little, then we could always adjust it um, at that time. But so I think, you know, when people put out um, graphics or like lash tip Tuesday, whatever it may be. Um, some, it, what they're saying is sometimes just their opinion or, or things that work for them. So like new artists, sometimes seeing those things can get a little confused because of all of the conflicting information and stuff. Yes. Yep. I would agree with that Um, for sure. What is your, what is the second topic? So the second one I just wanted to touch on really quick too was that I would really love to see every state follow along with Texas and a few others that have created an actual lash license. Um, It's something that I think would be absolutely amazing for our industry. It would be, it would just set such a high standard all across the board. Mm -hmm. I think that being able to do that would allow for so much of the problems that we see in the industry to go away. So that's, yeah. I would love to see that. And I think it's a little bit controversial because of all the lash companies that have educators and that's a, it's a big deal um, either way. Yeah. So it's definitely, I'm sure there's some people who maybe wouldn't want to see that, but I would love to be able to say, yes, I am a, like, I have a license as a lash artist. And yeah, I think that would be amazing. So being from Texas, being in Texas, um, we have that here. And originally I had gone to school to just do lashes. Um, and I signed up for the lash license. Um, and then, you know, I found out that you can't do perms and you can't do tints and of course waxing. And those are all things that I wanted to offer as add-ons. So I decided to do the SD program. But for artists that really know, like, all I want to do is lash extensions, it's it's great. Because mm-hmm. they in Texas, it's 320 hours. So you can do that in a few months, um, like four or five, maybe. Maybe more if you go that often. But um, I actually, you can do that in, like, two months or – yeah, something that's yeah. actually really quick yeah so it's it's good for artists that know like this is what they want to do but the SD program for me like I ended up just choosing that anyways just in case but I actually I would say that if I had to do it again I may have just sped it up and done just the lashes because that is that is like the bread and butter that is what we're obviously always doing I think also that way the trainers are all on the same standard as well. So everyone yeah. would be teaching the same thing and and then being able to have like an apprenticeship where you get your hours and you get your training, not just your training, but you also get hands-on practice and then having to take a test 
make sure that you are meeting that standard, I think is so cool. And every state, Mm -hmm. it would be amazing. Yeah, I think, um, I think a lot of other states will eventually hop on board because if one is doing it, then there's going to, who else is doing that? I, there's a couple of states back east and I can't think of which ones they are right now. I think maybe New Jersey and I, I'm not sure what they're, what they are, but we should ask Glash 411. She would probably know. (laughs) Yeah, she would know. Um, but no, yeah, that's, that's a good one. So, um, yeah. Um, let's move on. Uh, what does a typical day look like for you? Okay. So I usually try to wake up between five and six and I really like to have just at least 20 to 30 minutes to myself so I can think about my goals and plan my day and do some affirmations. That stuff's important to me. And so then, um, some days a week I'll rash at 6 a.m. before I have to get my kiddos off to school. So I'll do a rash appointment and get kids to school. And then I usually try to head to the gym and make sure I'm working out. And then in the afternoon, I'll either have another lash appointment while my little two and a half year old takes a nap or I'll work on lash wrap stuff. And then, and then I'm a, a mommy after that during the afternoon and you know, we do dinner and all the school and kids stuff. And then when my kids go to bed, I'll either take a couple more lash appointments or do some more lash wrap work. So that's, those are my days. Very full. Do you, do you feel like you're most productive in the morning or are your kids already up whenever you're up? Why do you get up that early? <laughs> I get up that early so I can have some me time, like just yeah. need to focus on my goals. Um, my, my kids luckily sleep in a little bit um, when they're not in school. When they are in school, we can get them off. And I'm definitely most productive in the morning time. In the evening, the older I've gotten, the more I just want to go to bed or do mm-hmm. lashes. Like I really enjoy doing lashes after my kids are sleeping after a long day because it really just helps me relax and kind of calm down and think about things and um, that's my favorite time to take lash appointments is late at night. That's kind of, I don't hear that often, but <laughs> I could see how that is kind of therapeutic for someone that's has a lot going on. Yeah. And um, I really do love the chance to talk to another adult. Like at the <laughs> end of the day, to be honest, I mean, I love my kids. I love being home, but it's really fun to, for me to talk to another person um, about their day and my day and kind of, yeah, relax. Cause we, I, I think I've heard you say in your last podcast before that lashing really does help relax you and help you kind of get in a zone mm-hmm. and, and definitely me too. And I like that at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. Do you have anyone that helps you run your business? Yeah. Or is it just you? Yeah. I have a shipping company uh, that takes care of all my shipping, which is fabulous. And then I have a couple of people that help with my Instagram and marketing. And um, I need to get some more. <laughs> I, need to, yeah. I need to grow it because I've got, got so many plans. So, you know, we just take it one day at a time, really. Mm-hmm. Um, does your husband help at all or does he have his own full-time job still? He has his own full-time job, uh, but he is always there to listen and and let me know if he thinks I'm going down the right path or the wrong path and he's 
always been 100% supportive. So I've been really grateful for that because he doesn't really want to be super involved, but he will always be supportive of whatever I'm working on. (laughs) Yeah, that's important. So circling back to social media, I remember there was a time where you were posting a lot about self-care and stretching and all of that. Um, Who who taught you those things or was it with the scoliosis um, and all of that? Is that how you kind of picked that up or has that always kind of been important to you? It's definitely always been important to me, but within the last three years, my story is really long, so I won't get into it. (laughs) But uh, within the last three years, I've learned so much about how the body works and how important it is to keep your spine straight and ergonomics, really ergonomics of how you sit and your posture. And that's something that is so important in the lash industry that really isn't talked a lot about. So um, we're, we're working really hard on creating something that's very exciting for all lash artists to be out of pain because I've, I've been there. I've felt it. I've been to the point where I couldn't even like move my hands or my head. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I have to stop lashing. How am I going to do the lash wrap? I had all these thoughts and the path that I've taken to learn all of this stuff, the self care, all of these ergonomic and posture things. I'm, I'm finally to the point where we're working on packaging it so that we can share it with all lash artists so that all lash artists stay healthy and can lash happy really forever. There's no reason you should be in pain and I cannot wait to share it because I've completely transformed how I feel about myself and how I don't get headaches and so many things that I had before that I don't have anymore. So that's really, really exciting and um, definitely something I didn't think that I would be doing three years ago. Yeah. When, when do you plan to launch this? Well, the plans are to launch in November at some point ish, <laughs> November okay. 8th, maybe the beginning of, the, of next year. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, we, I just am 100% confident that I will be able to help lash artists who are in pain and then help prevent it from ever happening in the future because I've been through it all. I've been through the ringer yeah. and come out of it on top feeling great. And I want everyone else to feel the same way. Okay. I'm excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find um, motivation through other people like through social media? Do you, listen to any books or read books or podcasts or anything? Yeah, I really love, I love reading books. I'm a self-help, like, I don't even know what you'd call it, junkie. I love, Mm -hmm. I love self-help books and learning things. It's one of my favorite things to do. And right now my favorite book, and it's one that I listen to over and over, like once it stops, I start it again with some of my lash clients is The Slight Edge. It's, completely changed my life the first time I read it it talks about the compound effect and just how the little things that you do add up to make big differences over time and it just struck Mm -hmm. a chord with me like crazy because that's what we do in lashes we think about the details and then over time it adds up to make such a difference in your lash career in 
really in anything. So I read that book and then I decided like the next week, okay, I'm going to start the last wrap. So it really did change my life. And it's one of those books that I just always listen to and just keep, keep it on replay. So I would highly recommend The Slight Edge. Okay, cool. What do you think that you would be doing if you weren't in the lash industry? I absolutely love the body. I've always been a big worker outer and exerciser. That's not a word, worker outer. Exerciser. <laughs> 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 I love it. I used to do a bodybuilding competition. And oh my gosh. So I think that I would be like a personal trainer. I would probably be teaching people about their body and and it, it, mm-hmm. I love it so much because I'm finding myself in a position to do both, to do um, what I love, which is lashes, and then to also share my other love, which is the body, and combining the two together. So it's no, yeah, really that's exciting. So cool. Well, I think that's about everything. Just I have one more question. Mm-hmm. What is your motto? My motto is, it's the little things that matter most for sure. hundred percent. Like I, I can apply that to every single thing. It's the little things that matter most in a good lash set. It's the little things that matter most in your personal life. Like when I think about the little things that happen every day, if I'm grateful for those little things, they all add up to be my life. So I can be grateful for all of the things that come about in my life. When I look at the little things, and little things are what, you know, that's just what makes up who we are. And yeah, it's definitely the little things. It's the little things that matter most. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in for episode 13. If you would like to try The Lash Wrap yourself, you can do so at thelashwrap.com. And if you enter free square during checkout, all one word, free square, then you will get a free square tile with your purchase. You can also find The Lash Wrap on Instagram and Facebook. It's just at Lash Wrap. They have a super cute feed, so go ahead and give them a follow. And of course, Lash Boss Radio is on Instagram and Facebook if you didn't already know. So come say hi to me there. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And I will be back super soon with episode 14. Thanks, guys.